Second and victory. It's been two weeks since we've recorded an episode of the podcast. The Titans have lost twice since then. Coincidence? I think so. Welcome back to the Second of Victory podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. I am joined here by my two co-hosts, my good friends, Brett Batchelor and Chris Carter. What's up, fellas? What is up, going? dogs? How's your Thanksgiving? It was good. How's yours? Good. I had a bunch of my family members, including myself, get sick. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Non-COVID, thankfully. Okay. Like food uh, but had like a, some like some some bad turkey. I, I don't know. Well, so it started at the beginning of the week with one of my cousins, and she's she's five. But so it's kind of started with her, and then the next day, my dad got sick. A couple of days went by, and then I on Black Friday got sick, and then the same day that I got sick, my brother was down in Montgomery, Alabama, with his fiance and her family, and he texted me. He was like, "Hey, dude, like, are you sick?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, so are me." And my fiance and then the next day my girlfriend got sick so there was six of us in a span of four days and i'm getting sick so i don't think it was necessarily food poisoning just something some sort of bug that we all just passed along to each other but non-covid related and we're all good now so good that's awesome yeah i went to went to west tennessee uh, got some good home cooking between my, my mom my wife and my grandma and mm-hmm. made a little trip to ikea like you know, you're that's a must, see. man. Can, that's a must. You gotta do IKEA, so it was good. The country of Memphis, as Ramon Foster calls it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I drove. I drove through Little Ripley, where he's from. So, <laughs> well, before we dive into it, make sure you uh, stop the podcast. As I always say, stop the podcast and go hit subscribe for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. I know everybody's posting the whole year in review stuff, but let's make sure your podcast. Top five second and victory podcast is in there too. Uh, yeah. So make sure you tell all your my, friends. My mom was on it. there. It was in my top five. Was so. it? It was. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, but we're brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com and 440 Sports. Broadway Sports Media, like I always tell you, is the best place for localized Titans news um, and coverage. You can also get your Nashville SC. Boys, I know I'm very sorry about your, uh, your Nashville SC uh, uh. bouncing out the playoffs. But you can also get your National Predators news, too. We just saw Philip Forsberg, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> score four goals last night. So you'll get all that localized coverage, too, at broadwaysportsmedia.com. It, it, again, it's the best place, best writers, best podcast. Um, if you're a Titans fan, you have to be subscribed to that. So make sure you check that out. And, again, you can always get us on Twitter at Second and Victory and uh, get us some merch in the store, secondandvictory.com. Um yeah, so as I mentioned in the beginning, guys, we haven't done a podcast in two weeks, and there's been two Titans losses. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> it just what? means that we're the uh, we're the real deal. I think it means the Titans, Brett, need you and I to go try out and play wide receivers. <laughs> what it means, I think we are so banged yeah. up. I think we need Chris as a linebacker. I, I mean, I, in all of my years being a Titans fan, this is easily, obviously the most banged up they've ever been because they set a freaking NFL record for it. So you can't even – there's no argument. Um, it's – And, and it I, just, they just keep happening. Like, it just keeps – like there's no – something. 
there's like it's like a there's a dam that's been broken and you're like you're trying to pack it and stop the hole but it's it just keeps flooding you're at the point too where you're like man it it, just, it can't get any worse and then it gets worse well, yeah. and you're not, you're not surprised by anything at this point if i mean knock on wood Tannehill goes down next week you're like well, of course i mean why why wouldn't yeah. he he's the only guy that Kevin, that's been be stable Kevin this Hogan year. season yeah just be something now oh, Deshaun Kaiser um <laughs> But I, I text all this. I, it might have been you guys. Sorry, from somebody that I was just like at this point, man, it's not even fun anymore. Like all the yeah. guys you want to yeah. watch aren't out there. It's like the, that's not the same Titans thing we saw not week one, but week two. Um, hey, this is like a this is like a Facebook Titans fans dream because they love like the <laughs> the fourth the fourth string running backs yeah. and the uh, this is this is these are those imagine, end of the roster guys that they they want to see succeed so badly. Imagine yeah. if Trey McBride was on this roster. Oh my god! I guarantee you, there's guys on Facebook thinking we can probably run Hilliard and Foreman, you know, the next couple of years and trade Henry for a couple <laughs> draft picks. Guarantee it. Guarantee it's happening. Oh, but speaking of those two guys, got I mean that was a phenomenal performance from them Sunday. It um, was combining for 200. I mean the rushing attack combined for 270 yards. Um, the last time Titans had two running backs run for over 100 yards in a game was who? Chris Johnson, Lindell White. Lindell White. Thanksgiving. Yeah. 2008, Thanksgiving. And that was a hell of a game. That was a fun game to watch. Dude, I mean, that was a fun Titans, game. I remember Titans, Titans, crazy that it happened that on the, the Thanksgiving game, too, this year. Mm-hmm. Like, interesting. Now the Detroit lost there. on Thanksgiving. Those two were the like spots of Sunday. Both had a fumble that were very crucial. Um, very crucial. Very crucial drives, killers. Because um, the Titans had a few chances to go up um, if the yeah. drive continues. Just all around, the defense did about all they could, um, and you can't win a game having four turnovers. They def- defense did all Got, they could catch catch what would have been a pick six. Um, that that could have just turned yeah. the whole game around if he could have grabbed onto the And it was right on him like it is. I mean that's why he plays defense, I guess. But uh, going going back, uh, Dontrell Hillier, man, he, he he's uh, he's impressed me a lot. Uh, he, he, I personally, I think he's a better McNichols. I'd agree. I mean, y'all know me. Well, I, he I runs, like me he runs the ball better than Jeremy. Yeah, but Jeremy, I think Jeremy's proven that he's just a third down back. Sure. And yeah, Dontrell is, back. yeah, and Dontrell is more than that. So I mean. Yeah, I mean he's he's he runs well. He catches the ball. Uh, I haven't seen any issues like stand out with pass blocking from him. Right. Um, obviously, he's getting snaps ahead of Foreman. Um, so I, I've been impressed. I think he's I think he could he could supplant McNichols uh, as a as a piece in the backfield next year. I mean that sixty eight yard run was I mean it, it lit a spark nice. there for a second. But I mean he averaged ten point nine yards. Per carry, Sunday, um, I mean Deontay averaged over five and a half yards. I mean they both had yeah. had good games, um, but the fumbles. I mean those are crucial killers. Tannehill had another pick. Just offense. I mean, of course, without Henry, without your starting four wide receivers, you're starting tight end, and I mean it, it, nothing's going to go your way. You're going to be playing from yeah. behind from the get go. Yeah. Um, but this team we know is always about next man up. And, you know, even when we think the Titans are out of it, they're not. Um, and they had their chances to come back and um, 
like I said, go up, if not win the game a few times, but the turnovers are killers. And bro, it was the it was the worst possible day, the worst possible day for Randy Bullock to have his worst game as a Titan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Absolutely. one of those when when the Titans finally score a touchdown, and then he misses the extra point, then he misses the field goal. That's when it just kind of hits. And you're like, okay, it, it kind of feels like it just might be one of those days. And it's not, it wasn't one of those days where like everything that could go bad did go bad, but it was just the small little and the little things that just kept adding up on top of each other yeah. that just kind of showed it. I mean, I, th- I think for the first three quarters, Titans were playing as well as the Patriots yeah. with a much, much worse roster, uh, a very depleted roster. And um, it, it was just the, the turnovers are the, the, the turnovers and field position are the two things that cost us that game. I mean, average field position, I think, starting for the Patriots was 41, the 41 yard line. Um, that's just, I don't even know what ours was, but it had to be in the teens. I feel like we were never starting. Right. You know, past first, 25. Especially those first couple possessions. I remember that too, Chris. You're right. Started both started both halves with a penalty on the on both kickoffs. Can we talk so. about the uh, aggressive challenge that Mike Vrabel had to throw? <laughs> um, because the refs just couldn't do their job. Did the refs forget they weren't uh, refereeing a, a college game? I mean, he was clearly not touched. No, it clearly that a touchdown. Weird. That was weird, man. That was very weird. I just, I mean, looking at the stat line, Tannehill only 11 for 21, 93 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, your leading receiver was Nick Westbrook Aquino with two receptions for 25 yards and the touchdown. <laughs> two receptions for 25 did, did yards. Did you guys find it interesting that Cody Hollister got the most snaps at wide receiver? Yeah. Yeah. I did. One. And they only played four wide receivers Sunday. Right. Yeah, Hollister yeah. got the majority of the snaps. I think he got the majority of the targets for wide receivers, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know that that interception was a intended pass in the back of the end zone for him. Um, whenever your your wide receiver one in the game is is a guy that hadn't played all season and just pretty much came off the street, that's a it's a bad situation. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the best look. So. All right, I want to go off script here. This is nothing we talked about beforehand, but I think it's important now that we're talking about it. So, guys, the Titans are eight and four now with with five games to go. Um, obviously, very banged up with with you know guys coming back a little by a little now that everyone practically is on IR. Um, obviously, our I, I think the Super Bowl aspirations we once had are kind of dwindling away. But you still have faith in this team that they can make a playoff run again. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the key thing is getting there, right? Sure. Um, and, and once you get there, I mean, and we're on a good pace to get there. Sure. Like, I think the magic number is three, right? A combined uh, three Titans wins and Colts losses wins this day FC South at this point. So It's still the easiest schedule remaining. Yeah. Um, but with that with that said, um, I mean, once you, once you get to the playoffs, the, the good thing is – um, the bye week is late in the season. Um, we've got, you know, some of the guys that'll be coming off IR over the next few weeks are your key players. Uh, AJ, Julio, who we have, I mean, we, we've said all along, like Julio is the piece that you need for the playoffs. Like that's where he's really comes, his value really comes into play. 
So, I mean, if you're if you're entering the playoffs with a healthy AJ, a healthy Julio, Tannehill at quarterback, and then possibly Derrick Henry coming back, there's no reason they can't make a run. It all sounds I, like I, yeah, dude. Yeah, I I don't think the Super Bowl aspirations have really. Yes, they've died down, but I still think there's a chance because sooner or later you would think some of those guys are going to – or they will come back. So, I mean, it's a tough stretch. But like Chris said, the fact that the bye week is here now helps more than anything. And the AFC is wide open. That – I was going to say it too. Yeah. Great point. Um, I, I believe Jason Martin, one of four father zone, was talking about that this morning about how just – if you look around the league – the Titans have the injury issues. The Bills are kind of up and down. The Ravens are up and down. Um, Pat Mahomes is struggling. Pat Mahomes, can you are, are they back? Do we know that yet? I mean, right. um, the Browns suck. The Bengals <laughs> are up and down. They're the NFC North kind of beating each other. Then you have teams like the Raiders and Chargers and Broncos all have six wins apiece. I, I side note, I think the AFC West is the best division of football right now. It's close. Every the Dolphins have the second win streak more. in the NFL. The AFC is wild at the moment. Uh, and so, with that, I do think the Titans still legitimately have a chance. It's it, it's just, I think, one, win the division. You get the home mm. game. What happens from there? You don't want to get bounced in the first round like you did last year. Um, and if you're a top seed, obviously you get the bye. Um, but – and that would help this team a lot if they can find a way to, to, to get that again. We didn't mention the Patriots either. Sorry. They're the hottest team in football at the moment. Right. Um, but they got some work to do, man. Like, you can't you can't go in and, you know, take this break and and, and lose to the Jags because then that really messes things up. Um, it's beating a team like the Steelers, a team that you have not really recently beaten. Uh, they've kind of owned you in the last couple of years. So, beating a team like that would really set the tone, I think. Man, like – Pittsburgh, I don't care when it is, like, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh is always a tough place to play. Always. And I think, like you said, if you go there and you can win that one, I don't care how good or how bad Pittsburgh is. That's – it's not – it might not be a statement win, but it is a – what I'm looking for? A motivational win, sure. I guess, or, or a subconscious win because, you know, if you go to a place like that and win, then you're still playing good football. Yeah, 100%. And so, speaking of the IR return dates, um, Julio Jones and Dane Krukshake are both eligible to come back uh, for the Jags game next week. Uh, so, that's big. Um, and then along – the guys are just kind of banged up that have been, you know, week to week. Jimmy McNichols, uh, Greg Maben, David Long, Rashawn Evans, Nate Davis, uh, Ola Adine, Tier Tart, Monty Rice. Like, thinking about – Monty's Bud on IR Dupree. now. Excuse me, yeah. So, yeah. Bud's eligible for the Steelers game, which is perfect the former team he played for. That's awesome that he could come back for that. And then A.J. Brown and Chris Jackson, both eligible to come back for the 49ers game. So, little by little, they're kind of, you know, trickling in. And, and, and if, if what I was wanting to get at, I got off, uh, is the chemistry on both sides of the ball. They just kind of lost the chemistry on both right. the offense and the defense. And I think that's where getting these players back healthy is going to help everything. Even your depth players, even the Rashawn Evans right now, that we know he's not having a great season, but you still want to have Rashawn in there for chemistry and depth purposes. David Long. Well, and it's, it's not even necessarily just chemistry. It's energy. Like, sure. I, I think the the defense has, has really been impacted by David Long being out, and he's yeah. a massive energy guy. Um, but getting getting David Long back, getting uh, Bud Dupree back, getting Rashawn Evans back, I think is going to do 
wonders for the, the front seven. Sacks um, and pressures have gone down. Quarterback hurries have gone down since Bud's been out. That's just yeah. way down. Fact. And, but since Bud and David Long have been out, I mean, both of those guys have, have really brought a positive impact to, to the, the front seven. So um, I, I think it'll do wonders for, for the defense to get those guys back. Um, when we get a guy like AJ back, that'll be super valuable because, you know, he's, we know he's a hardworking energy guy at wide receiver. So um, it's, it's just a matter of, of those guys being healthy and, and being able to contribute. I want to see what a healthy Julio looks like in a Titans uniform, though. I'm starting to wonder that, man. Is is this is this a are we going to see a Julio again next season um, with the Titans? Do they find a way to to keep him around? And I mean, obviously that's that's the that's the hope. I mean, I would love to see a Julio, a healthy Julio, for an entire season, but it's a big contract to try and get rid of. Golly, man, huge contract, and they already allocated more money for next season too. Right, correct. So it'd be tough. The hope, up. obviously, the hope is now, you know, with AJ going to be out two more games and Julio, you know, can he? I want to see Julio touchdown. He's still got zero for the year, boys. Yep. Got yep. a single one, man. Well, he um, should have one, but he should have one. That's what I was about to say. Put an asterisk beside that one, no doubt. I still don't know how you. Uh, never mind. Never mind. We all know what we're going to say. So, so I do think that, you know, the bye week probably, you know, probably for this team could have came two weeks ago, but it's now at a time where they definitely needed it. And so it's just getting these guys back and um, healthy and start that five-game run. And I think our preseason predictions were all a little different, but kind of in the same area of the, the, the 12 and 5, 11 and 6. I think even somebody in here at 13 and 4, possibly. That was uh, me. Yeah. You? So <laughs> they, 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 they got to win out at this point. Yeah. schedule remaining. They could can, they can, they can definitely do it. Um, but they got some you know, some some solid teams at the same time. The 49ers have been playing well as of late. The Dolphins have been playing well as of late. You lost to the Texans once already. You got to beat the Jags. You got to beat the Steelers. It's – this team can do it, but they – and it, I think now it starts with Ryan Tannehill and, and kind of getting him. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's regressed, and we know that. But I think, again, chemistry goes back to that and having so many different players in and out of the locker room, the playbook, and, and on the field, it's – I don't know what the issue is, but he hasn't looked the same. I don't know, man. It's weird. But I, I think, too, like, yes, like, the technically the Titans have the easiest schedule remaining, but there's some teams that really have something to play for now right. on that schedule here coming up. But one thing that does help, because right now, right now it's win the division. Don't worry about the one seed. Sure. That'll come to you if, if it does. But you need to focus on the division. Coming up, though, the Colts have the Texans on the road. They have the Patriots at home. That's a little easier than they're at home, but they got the Texans on the road, Patriots at home, at the Cardinals, uh, Las Vegas at home, and then at Jacksonville. So they too have some tougher games left on their schedule. So I, I think right now, if you're the Titans after the bye week, you just obviously you strictly focus. They're going to say, you know, take it one game at a time, but you focus on the division first and let that one seed come to you if it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this season, Ryan Tannehill stats. Uh, almost 66% completion percentage, uh, 2,700 yards, 14 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. And those picks yeah. are tied for the same amount he had in all of 2019 and 2020. Um, and right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's practically a pick a game for him. And, and some yeah. of his fault, some aren't. Um, 
but you got to find ways to, to, to turn, you know, hold on the ball and, and, and not make careless mistakes like that. Cause it's uh, you're giving the, the defense or giving the, the opponent a position, the game practically. The constant man, the constant, the constant like passes directly to the linebackers on slant routes across the right. middle is, is right. the one that's most concerning for me. Tip balls, you know, there's been some drop passes like in the, in the Arizona game, those two, one or two balls that were just completely dropped ended up being picked off. So obviously those aren't on Tannehill, but like in the Houston game and in the Indianapolis game, there's another one. And like in this game, I mean, like a, and it's like a six, six yard slant route. that's just directly to the linebacker. Those are, I think are the ones that are most concerning and will obviously have to be worked out. Yeah. Seems, it seems like he's really fixed the fumble issues he was having at the beginning of the season. Um, so that's a solid trend, obviously, but yeah, the, the interception numbers are, are abysmal. Um, you know, we, the, the four interception game, um, it, it really seems like several of those were the wide receiver's fault. Um, I know, I know Des, uh, a lot of people have talked about how Des kind of screwed up his route there. Uh, but even NWI talked about how he messed up, uh, on one of them and, and caused the interception. So. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like you were talking about Austin, it's getting that chemistry, uh, with these wide receivers and, and, uh, just getting on the same page so that everybody's, everybody knows where everybody's going to be. Tannehill leads the league in interceptions and also leads the league in most sacks. Just two things that I really did not, yeah, two things. I mean, I really did not expect to, to, to be talking about halfway through the season. Well, I mean, I, I think, again, I just think the injuries play a role. And I'm not using that as an excuse sure. at all. By Context no means, matters, though. It just doesn't – yeah, it just it just doesn't help. Like, you know, obviously Taylor's been hurt. Roger Southall has been hurt. Ben Jones has been hurt. Nate Davis – David Questenberry, I mean, he's been – he's gotten he's taken a little couple of nicks. But, like, he's been the most, I guess, healthy lineman out of all five of them. And that's sure. the guy you didn't even expect to start. Right. So, I mean, that's – that. I, again, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying it plays a role. So speaking of the, the wide receivers, we, Chris, you just harped, uh, mentioned on um, Golden Tate is in the uh, is in the practice squad room, um, and I, I, I Nashville zone. Yeah, I would assume he's going to be elevated from the Jags game. But do you think he's going to help at all? Um, I I think he could fill a void in the slot for sure. I guess he couldn't um, hurt, right? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean we. We all know Golden Golden at his peak was one of the best slot receivers in the NFL for sure. sure. Um, so if he if he can bring you know a little bit bit of that back and and you know get get open, I think the key thing is just get open. Uh, it, there were several times where it looked like Tannehill just held onto the ball because there was nothing open downfield. So um, if if Golden can break you know break away from his his defender and and get in a spot where Tannehill can get in the ball, that's a positive. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. I'm rooting for him. No doubt. Um, yeah, it'd be cool if he, you know, bring a spark to the offense and, and do more than just kind of the same thing that, that Hilliard's done and Foreman's done. Just bring a spark and, you know, make some big plays, make some big catches. Um, and, and hope to be, hopefully be a reliable target for Tannehill and third down, things like that. But, you know, you can't always hope that he may not bring anything to this offense and, and be gone in a few weeks. You just you do you don't know right now with this team. And um, does he stick around when Julio and AJ are healthy? Um, so 
It's going to be interesting. Um, a few notes to talk about. Um, former Titan safety Kenny Vaccaro retiring from the NFL after eight seasons, which I'm kind of surprised, guys, because Kenny is only – let me find his here. 30 years old? That sounds right. Yeah, 30 years old. Uh, I, I, I mean, think, if, if, though, you, you could tell that there was a step lost last sure. season. Yeah. Especially I really Ravens think game. that played a role. So, um, I mean, I, I thought that maybe a team would pick him up. But, I mean, I mean, he's almost just a special teams guy, third safety at this point now. And, I mean, he seemed content with it, and he's been doing his G1 stuff in the esports world yep. for a time now. So, I mean, I, if it's the right time for him, then it's the right time for him and go. Yeah, He had a really good career. Now go enjoy your next venture. Yeah, I mean, you, and you can really tell, like, <clears throat> if you follow him on Twitter and, and have for a while, that he's very passionate about uh, about gaming and uh, and building this this uh, this um, business that he's trying to build with the yep. gamers first, and uh, it, it's it's really an interesting parallel, I think, because Roger Saffold also owns a gaming team, uh, a gaming organization, but um, you don't really see him talk about it very much. I mean, he'll, he'll tweet, you know, when some, they win something or something, he'll respond about it and stuff. But I feel like Kenny, for years, has been constantly just pushing out tweets about gamers first and and the the squad he's built there and uh something he's clearly clearly um very interested in very passionate about i'm i'm, I'm super stoked I, I follow it all i think it's really cool so i go back to your point brother you know there could have been talks with other teams and just couldn't find the right fit but um he had a solid career and i'll never forget man that training camp when jonathan cyprian went down losing your start in safety and you're thinking crap what now and there's a few guys in the, on the free agency market, Kenny Vaccaro, who just, you know, got cut by the Saints. You're thinking, okay, this makes a lot of sense. He's young, still has a lot to prove, and came in and just made an immediate impact on that Ball, defense. Man. And that whole that whole squad, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, the whole MMCMB yep. uh, squad, they, I mean, they all just kind of meshed together, and it was a perfect chemistry with all those guys. So, yeah, when you think about the Titans, this run that they've been on, you got to think about Kenny Vaccaro being a huge part of that too. So, yeah, nothing but love and respect for Kenny and, and kind of what he's done for this this city and this organization. So, um, yeah, congrats to him. And then also – I also think he's an owner in Slimming Husky's Pizza, which is cool. So. With with uh, I think you're right, with Christian Fulton. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is it Christian? Was it not Christian Fulton? No, I don't think so. I swear it was Christian Fulton. Was it? Maybe it was. I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm, I'm like 95 percent sure it's Kenny though. So right. I, I I think you're right, but I thought Christian was also yeah. part of it. He may be. He may be. Who knows? Um, but also talking about former Titans, Adrian Peterson getting signed today to the Seahawks practice squad. I was very surprised about that. I was yeah, too. I think I think Paul Kaharski had had the best tweet about it. Uh, how do you how do you watch what he did in Tennessee and think? That'll solve our problems. Well, there are three and what three and eighteen now. I mean, I, to me, it almost sounds like hey, he's he's still wanting to play football. Like he just wasn't done yet. He wanted to you know stick around with the Titans and still play more games. But I don't know. He's, he's not playing for a check now, obviously. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. The Seahawks are bad, man. They need a lot of help. They're really bad. It's yeah, so I mean, maybe, surprising. Maybe, maybe he does bring a little spark to it. You know. Yeah, well, we thought the same thing here, man. I was very excited yeah. for Adrian Peterson, and, and that didn't help out at all. He scored. He scored a touchdown. He did do that. His run blocking was awful, though. So I'm sorry, his pass blocking, I mean, was terrible. So, Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, uh, the Seahawks, man? You, what do you think they do this offseason? I don't think they Trade know what they do this offseason. 
I think too, Chris. I think they trade Russ, and I think they fire Pete Carroll. I think they kind of blow it I, up. I do too. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's time to kind of rebuild there. They have you a good run. Give it to Bobby I Wagner mean, too. Yeah, I will do send him anything. Here. Send him for here, Bobby <laughs> Wagner. <laughs> I would trade every linebacker on this team for Bobby Wagner. <laughs> hey, look, I tell you what. I think it was Blaine and Mickey. Might have been Austin Stanley and Will Bowling talking about this today on 104.5. But do you guys feel comfortable? Obviously, it's this, this is just one hypothetical question. We're not getting into offseason talk, but like there's a very good chance next year. Do you, I mean, do you feel comfortable if the starting linebackers are Monty Rice and David Long? Because there's a good chance that Jalen and Rashawn don't return. I agree. Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've liked to add David Long. 100% without a doubt, yes. Uh, Monty's I've, been, what I've, I've been pleasantly I've, surprised by Monty. Yeah, I've liked what I've seen from Monty Rice. Um, I think he's a nice compliment to David Long. Um, and I think when they were on the field together, they, it was a it was a solid tandem. Um, but you got to have depth pieces. Um, that would be my biggest concern for sure. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Because if you think about next year's draft, and I know we have no reason to talk about this right now, um, but – Pieces that could be replaced next season, tackles, um, linebacker, like, like tight end, linebacker, wide receiver. Like, what, what's your first round pick going to be next year? There's a lot of areas you can go. Um, I wouldn't be mad at a linebacker, guys, truly. Um, no, I wouldn't either. And to be honest with you, I know it's not popular, but I probably wouldn't be bad. I probably wouldn't be mad with a lineman. A lot, no, he just has to get it right this time, dude. I mean, because that's three, that's three years in a row now. I've seen a lot of mock drafts. Um, just scrolling through Bleach Report, I haven't looked at mock drafts. Let's point that out. There's no, I, I'm not looking at mock drafts at all. <laughs> um, but the Titans taking a few tight ends um, as well. I think this could be a year they finally do it. Um, well, this is the year that it's actually needed, unlike the other years. So, and maybe not in the not not the first round. I don't, I don't think there's no. A, um, no. a player like that in the first. But you round. You have no second round pick. Nope. You should get an extra fourth through comp- compensatory picks, but maybe a third. I've yeah, I've heard a third. I, everything I've read says fourth, though. But I've heard some of the like Titans media and stuff talk about a third. I, I would think so, based off of either. Is, is it so? Let me ask you this: Are those based off of money, or is it based off of playing percentage, or what is that based no, off? I, th- of? I think it's based off the contract they signed. The contract. So, and, and I think everything. I'm going to pull up over the cap. Hold on, because that would mean. I mean, John, who got a nice contract, Corey got a nice contract. I would. I mean, I yeah. Wouldn't. I mean, over over the cap projects a fourth for us for Johnu. Interesting. Now, does that take into effect um, old dude that retired at corner? What's his name? Malcolm Butler? No. Uh, the guy we signed at the start of the season. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, I forgot all about that, dog. Kevin Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Because he counted against it. it. Yeah, he could. So they have him on here as counting against it. But since he retired, I think – that reverts. So maybe it does bump up to a third. Interesting. Be nice. All right. I want to kind of keep this NFL talk going. Um, I mean, it's been a, it's been a week to week league teams beating teams that you didn't think would beat the team and, and this and that teams going on runs and 
whatnot. The Cowboys were hot at the beginning. Now they're cold. Uh, the, the Dolphins are cold at the beginning. Now they're hot. I mean, what is going on in the NFL right now? So I'm going to ask you, who is the best team in the league at the moment? Can I have a, like a 1A, 1B, 1C? If I can, I'm going Green Bay, Arizona, New England. But if I could just do 1A, 1B, it's probably – I don't know. I, don't, I think one it's of those three right now. I think I mean, it's Green Bay as well. Uh, they're, they're playing well on both sides of the ball. They're missing some pieces, obviously. There's been a lot of talk about um, their injuries and stuff as well. Um, their quarterback has COVID toe, which I didn't know was a thing. But, <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're, still, they're still making plays. Uh, Matt LaFleur has been – Absolutely phenomenal in Green Bay. Um, I think it's them. Do you guys know what Matt LaFleur's uh, record is as the Packers head coach? It's a lot to a little. A lot to a little. It is. It's really good. 35 and nine. Yeah. Since the head coach of Green Bay. Isn't that wild? 35 and nine. Because remember. And that's the same guy that started Deion Lewis over Derrick Henry. It's the same guy they also <laughs> they interviewed to be the head coach as well. Yep. It's wild to think about. I wouldn't trade Vrabel for the world, though. I, I, no, I, no. Truly, I, truly gosh, no. I mean, and, and I think the big difference is, like, Vrabel came into a situation that, that was still going through a culture change, yep. uh, and, and he had to really put his stamp on it, whereas LaFleur kind of came into a situation that was – I mean, before we got Aaron Rodgers, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, <laughs> right. He didn't, he didn't come into like a, a sour locker room or anything like that. He came into a situation with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think the best wide receiver in the league. Um, he kind of, he kind of got handed a, a silver spoon. I'd agree. I don't think he could have turned the franchise around um, with Marcus Mariota. Just what, like you said, Chris, he, I mean, a, a, a much better roster in Green Bay. Yeah. 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 So I go Packers too. All right. Your MVP pick right now. TB12. How can you not say it's Tom Brady, right? It's it has Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. TB12. Wait, are you sure it's not Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> it's don't, impossible, don't Chris. Start, if he, Chris. he had five touchdowns <laughs> in a game, right? So you have to get to him. Okay. Right then it's Litter Fournette. It's Fuck, Litter Fournette. It's so stupid. No, it's it's easily Tom Brady. I think right now. There's, I think so too. There's no one that I have that is uh, doing what he's doing. I had two futures bets out on Dak to win MVP and Josh Allen to win MVP, and I'll be very hurt if neither one of those win MVP because some pretty nice payouts. Um, but dude, it, it's it's weird though, man. It's like whoever the front runner for the MVP is the next week, they're like as far away as you can get from being the front. Right, they the have MVP. an awful week or they lose. Herbert. Started playing bad. Dak yep. got hurt and then didn't play as good. Kyler got mm-hmm. hurt. Lamar and Rogers got COVID. Derek got hurt. Lamar, bro, it's wild, man. It's weird too. It's very weird, yeah. So I think that's crazy. We all agree on all three of the, all, both of those. Um, coach of the year. Who's your coach of the year right now? <laughs> if the Titans, Mike yeah, Rabel. Yeah, if, if the Titans can. Right now. Okay, Mike Vrabel. And I still think if the Titans end up winning 12 games, Mike Vrabel. Yeah. I think there's a good chance. I, right now, I mean, I think it's down to four, and that's probably going to be it for the rest of the year. It's going to be – it's either going to be Belichick, Kingsbury, LaFleur, or Vrabel. 
I think I, those are the best options I'd for sure. I, th- I think. Yeah. I, I, I mean, hey, I, 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 listen, if it listen, if the Bengals can find a way to win the division, Zach Taylor. Yeah. He, I had him in the discussion at the beginning of the year and then they kind of went rogue, but I, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out if he's, it seems like he's a good coach, but I, I still don't know. I mean, honestly. I honestly think even if they win in the division, like what Vrabel has, has had to overcome and stuff sure. is, is far and away. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's Vrabel hands down, but we know how that goes. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's a week-to-week lead. I see the slate. Because, I mean, it's, the Titans bye weeks are kind of weird for me, man. I really I, – I don't care to watch football during the Titans bye weeks. I mean, obviously for fantasy football purposes, which I'm having a great year, boys. All four leagues, I'm over 500. Dude, I'm having a fantasy Ooh, that's nice. Right now. I'm one game – I do one league. I'm one game over 500. Uh, but I'm tied for the division lead. So. There you go. That's all that matters. That's all yep. that matters. Getting get the playoffs. That's it. And I, and we Happy. played this week. So nice. This will pretty much decide the season. Nice. Yeah. So we got some good matchups tomorrow night, uh, Thursday. Cowboys at Saints. Um, if you can look around, Colts at Texans. It'd be lovely if the Texans can upset the Colts, um, get them off our back, and, and finally stop having to worry about the Colts back there. Um, let's see here. Ravens, Steelers, Broncos, Chiefs, and then Monday Night Football will be really exciting. Patriots at the Bills be a really good game to watch. A lot better than Washington, Seattle. One hundred percent. Those are actually three good games that I'll tune in for. I actually missed one as well. Chargers at the Bengals. Hmm. Ooh, a sneaky man. good matchup as well. Chargers are Chargers yeah. are a weird team, man. They are. They are. Um, y'all got any bye week plans? Yeah, I'm going to watch football. I'm going to uh East Tennessee to celebrate an early Christmas with my wife's family. So you're all over the state, it's all more, over it. I guess yeah. it's, it's December now, so I guess, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, that's weird, man. We're 25 days away from Christmas. Wild, and I am crazy. Uh, I am literally on baby watch. I say you're coming up anytime soon. Any day, man. Be the best Christmas present off ever, though. No doubt. That'd be no cool. Doubt. So, I might have to be uh, missing a few pies without you boys to to change some diapers. So, Chris and I can hold it down. Hey, keep on. Chris had Chris had to step up before too, though. So I did. We'll keep you on the loop on that. So stay tuned. <laughs> but um, make sure again you are following us on Twitter at Second of Victory. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, some crazy stuff going on in the in Titans land, but. At the end of the day, get healthy, get some rest, come back after the bye, and and, and finish the season strong and, and make this playoff run. Which let's just hope that uh, we see Derek Henry again at some point. To, to wrap up, I've been asking people this. Y'all find it kind of weird. I think I maybe asked you this on the last podcast, Chris, that he hasn't said a word, nothing, yeah. no tweet, no post, no nothing. I don't. Because I don't think. He he's doesn't grinding. really tweet that. He doesn't really tweet that much, and I think he's just gone full dark mode. Like I would have figured, like some just, hype video because you've always seen his workout video. Something. I like think. That. I think you'll see that when he's like two weeks out from returning. I mean, he'll nice. he'll give out like a little teaser. I would. I was happy to see Vrabel's comments every day about him in the building. He's around. He's got a smile on his face. And I was like, all right. Well, at least he's in. You know, he's around the building and, and getting treated. Yeah. Obviously. I was listening to Jim Wyatt uh, this morning. I think um, Brett, you may have heard it. He was on one hundred four five and. He, he made a comment, something along the lines of, uh, I've seen some players 
out on the practice field that I probably shouldn't talk about because I, I probably shouldn't be seeing those things or something like that. And I, I kind of wondered who he was talking about that could be coming back from injury soon. Uh, My guess would be it probably Julio, be Julio Ola, guys like that would be my guess. David Long. What is it? The is it the fourth, the third field, the fourth field? This is the injury field. The, third. The third. Third. Field. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh huh. The one Buck constantly talks about, even though he's not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh man. All right, for Brett Bachelor, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. As always, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.